guests um i was supposed to have one and they uh, uh flaked on me oh sorry about that it was uh barry manilow <laughs> <laughs> he had some other shit he had to do yeah he had something to announce he had to blow some dudes <laughs> so yeah that's a good set now i was supposed to do one last week but uh, with a, a friend of mine uh greg johnson not to name names yeah. but his name is greg johnson <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, he, he has an album coming out, oh, yeah. it, it came out on April Fool's Day, and uh, he he kind of canceled. It, it it was a rough timing thing, uh, but I think his album was number one on iTunes. Was it really? Yeah, thanks to this, thanks to almost being on this. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Where's so, how have you been? Um, great. I don't know. Same. Okay, cool. Yeah, just Good. like doing shows and banging stewardesses. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so uh, a lot of stuff. That that was the thing I just mentioned. Barry Manilow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just read about it like an hour ago. Like he's gay or something. <laughs> you just found that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I just saw it on Drudge. Was it today? I you know I remembered an old joke of yours when that happened. Yeah, George Michael. Yeah, that was it? actually. I think that might have been the first. It's not the first joke I wrote, but it's the first joke I told that like killed. Yeah, what was what was it? It was because um, the you know I think this was ninety nine, and it was like George, George Michael. Michael had just come out of the closet. Like I think he came out that year. I forgot how it would. Uh, it was my th- big joke because I'd be like, I was really surprised when he came out because I thought he came out like fifteen years ago. I, I no, thought I th- that's what Wham was all about. That was it. I thought that's what Wham. Was. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that was you in the closet. That was you hiding <laughs> when he was dancing around. And I'm like, I always had a feeling he was gay, you know, because when I used to see him dance in videos, he just always seemed yeah. really gay. Or when he posed in that one picture with a, like a wedding dress with the other guy. Did he Wham? do that? Oh, Andrew Ridgely. They both posed in wedding dresses next to each other, like in the '80s. Yeah, I just feel like he wasn't even trying. To, <laughs> that was him, like putting on the ruse of manliness. Because remember, like the "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" video. Oh yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> <laughs> he's just like dancing around in these shorts that are just like insane. Right. Did you like them? No, I mean, when George Michael became a solo act, I kind of liked him. I think a little bit, but that's when they tried to butch him up. Like, what they wake me up before. oh with the solo. solo yeah with like the stubble stubble and, and in the leather jacket and he's always you know? in every video he's like dicking over some chick right and then he then he makes that other album where he talks about how it was all a lie 
And everyone was like, what do you mean by it? Was Does all, he say that? That sh- song, Freedom. What was the name of that album? The uh, I'm Actually Gay. <laughs> <laughs> but Don't Tell Anyone. But the, Freedom, I, yeah. The song is basically him almost admitting it. He goes, you know, just when I wiggled, wiggled my ass, it, you know, it's just... Oh, yeah. When you, you shake your ass, they notice fast. Yeah. Some, some mistakes are bone to last. But he was basically admitting it there. That he, All right, know. so I'm going to show a little bit of the wake up before you go. go for the, I mean, you can't yeah. play. For, I mean, it's just like every... <laughs> so before I start, I, I I hated them. When this became big... They are terrible, yeah. I remember, like... I think I was like 11 and I remember like seeing the video for Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go and they're like dancing around and they're wearing these weird, weird shirts like Choose Life. Yeah. <laughs> but I think those were the, those, those were the style then those because remember Frankie, Frankie says relax. Yeah, but it, it was definitely a thing. Even though I was 11, I remember watching it being like, what, what is this shit? <laughs> like this. And I mean, I don't think I said this, but I think. It was like I was aware what of is what, this? I don't know, this is like an ad before oh, it. Okay. But I was like aware of something being gay, you know? Yeah. Like I didn't know the word really, but I was like, this is, seems like homosexual. Like he's. Yeah, like this is what he's doing here. Like what? You put the boom boom <laughs> in the my. Like what is it? I just like, I remember seeing. Even the song, he just sounds right. He, he, like you can't see, but he's dancing around. He's like shaking his ass, and the, he's not even where. And then I remember seeing the shirt "Choose Life," and I was like, "What does that mean?" Yeah, like what, what, I don't even understand it now. What does that mean? I don't know. Like, don't kill yourself. <laughs> I guess Is that so. what it means? <laughs> it, it just doesn't make any sense. And then, so anyway, what happened was th- they became like really popular, and like friends of mine like loved them. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I, you know, there used to be Tower Records down in the village on like 4th Street. That's where you would go and buy everything. And like I went with my friends and my one friend was going to buy a tape. You know, you know how like when you're that age, just yeah. like that's a, a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> going to the store for your friend to buy something. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what are you going to buy? And he was like, Wham, the new Wham. I, I don't know what the album was. Um. And I was like, why are you buying that? <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't have it, I guess, because it was so popular. Yeah. And he bought Run DMC, I think, their second album. Oh, wow. And he was like, oh, fine, I guess I'll get this. And I was like, this is be- <laughs> This is when I was getting into yeah. rap. And I was like, why would you want that shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's look at that, bring it back to Barry Manilow because... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> But yeah, you took. But but anyway, that, used, that joke used to. Ki- that was the first joke I ever. Do you you probably remember that as a comic too? You you always kind of remember. Yeah, it was the first joke I told where I was like, oh my god! Like I think it actually I kind of blamed that joke for con- continuing me to do stand up. Oh, like I probably would have stopped. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, Barry Manilow. No, no, go ahead. Um, you don't have no, to- that I would. You know how that happens. You do stand up, and like I don't know what your experience early on was, but. I was, I you know, I had a couple of shows that were okay. They were bringers, like I did all right because I knew people there. Right. And then, but then you kind of get out of that bubble of that, and you just go in front of real crowds, and you, you know, realize you suck. You're just not that good. Yeah. And um, I would do shows, and I just wouldn't do one. I remember specifically, I like was looking at a set list, and I was like about to do a show, and I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I was just like, this isn't like I'm not that good at it. <laughs> yeah. And then I did that joke, and I like kill like, it, and I it was the first time where, and I think it was a bringer show. I could tell like 
bringer crowds sometimes will laugh, but they're it's polite. Yeah. But it was the first time I could tell that they were like really they were like ah! right right like, oh wow like that was funny <laughs> that was that's interesting. We so. could update for that for a uh, buried Manilow that joke. Yeah, I wonder if that's an interesting thing. If it, it probably would still work. Uh, what so what was his gayest song? <laughs> I don't know. Just. I feel like anytime he just opens his mouth. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. He's not. I'm not going to be like, oh, he's so gay. But it's not surprising to me that Barry Manilow is gay. Right. Do you like any Barry Manilow songs? What are his big songs? Like I could say that it looks the, like we made it. That's not a bad one. Um, the yeah. one, the one. Um, he's such like a your parents liked him. Right, guy. right. But you have to look sometimes at things. It's like kind of like um, Neil Diamond. Like he's he's a little definitely cheesy, but there are some good songs there. You know what? what, I mean? what did you like Barry Manilow? Because now that I'm thinking I, about it, I guess he wasn't that bad. I just think of him as shit, but he's not that bad. Well, I think some of the early stuff was um, like his. They the I, one from that movie Foul Play. That was a good song. Ready to take I know, a chance, but it's a catchy again. song. Yeah, no, he was good, especially for the time. Right, and then Mandy, I, Mandy, was, I think it was. I just yeah. looked him up. They say that was his first big hit. That's a really good song. Yeah, here, here, this is. Like that's in the movie um uh Can't Hardly Wait. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Mandy? Yeah. yeah. Like her name is Mandy. Or her name's Sim- Amanda. Right, Simpsons they make fun of it once. Yeah, this is a good song. It's kinda like and then I think in, in Can't Hardly Wait, I think they say it's about his his dog or something. Oh. Well you know it's not about a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good song. Wow, this is a great song. I like. I don't care who sings the song. I like a song with a good hook. And yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. I, I love how. And like, how does uh, that sound shit. any different than ninety percent of the songs from the seventies? I mean, how, how does it? It doesn't like sound like like you know. It sounds soft, but so many songs and right, songs right. like you know, Jim Croce, people like that. You know, yeah. You know, and they were good songs, so it's not like you can. Yeah, this is an awesome. Now this, I'm going to be listening. I literally, I, I uh, almost guarantee you, two in the morning, I'll be listening to this <laughs> in bed and crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, Copacabana, not so much though. Yeah, that's a what, 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 yeah, that's a cheesy one. I think what it is is like in my head, I can literally just remember being like five years old and it playing on the stereo. My parents listening yeah. to it, so I just associate it with shit. Right. Um, I don't think I've ever liked that song. Like I th- always knew, even as a kid, Copacabana that was a fucking bad uh, song. Co- well, it's just so cheesy, right? Yeah. I think that's when I got off the train, the the bus of his. Not that I was ever on, but I might have been like. I feel like there's probably an age that I turned right. and like knew that I did, I started to know what I hated. <laughs> <laughs> and literally that I uh, that moment when my friend was going to buy Wham, and I found out about it, and then he got Run DMC instead. That was a moment where I was, like that. That's one of the first times I can remember me being like, "Oh, this is what I like," and right? Because. Wham was so big, and I yeah. couldn't believe, you know, these were my friends I grew up with, and I couldn't believe that someone I was that close with would like this shit. Yeah. And I was on the outside, and, and they were mad. That's when I got really into rap music. Yeah. And then I'm like, why would you not be into rap? You know, growing up here at that time period in the 80s, mm-hmm. like, I was like, I remember when I first heard rap, and I was like, oh, this is, like, for me. Right, right. Like, I, this is what I'm about now. Like, it's exactly... 
it's such like a perfect music for a kid. Like it's so rebellious and it's new and it's different. Yeah. I felt the same way about Mike, Mike and the Mechanics. <laughs> well, yeah, everyone did. <laughs> that you're not you're joking, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's such a rare. Like anyone, not even Mike and the Mechanics felt that way about that. What was that like? People from Genesis. Yeah, I, I, I bring it up because I heard a song of theirs the other day. The Living Years. That one, and then there was like the Living. <laughs> It was the guy who didn't sing in Genesis. He just played the guitar. And, he was so he, good they wouldn't let him. He had to go to his he, own band. He went to another band, but he didn't even sing in that band. He just played the guitar in that band. <laughs> oh, really? Who was the singer in that they had, one? Like a couple of them. one of them. I think was actually a, a lead singer from Squeeze. Which which was, oh you know, was it? That's a cool group. Yeah, you know? they were good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they formed a band called Split <laughs> Ends. Do you remember? Who? E-N-Z. It was a couple of the dudes from Squeeze. Oh, really? Interestingly enough, this is... I, I remember... I retain such weird information. Like, the first video I ever saw on MTV was Split Ends. Um, it was the summer that MTV started. I You're guess right. it was like 82. Right. And I think I was like out in Long Island for the summer. Do you remember like when they kept being like, yeah. MTV is coming? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right. <laughs> um, I remember, I was just thinking about, I actually think I doubt, one of the early videos on MTV, like MTV t- until Michael Jackson would never, wasn't really black. You right. Know, that was like the thing. So they, they wouldn't would, play him, right? Right. So they would find these certain groups that they would play. Split Ends, obviously a white group, I would imagine. Right. They wouldn't play Michael Jackson, but Split Ends. <laughs> <laughs> imagine like being Michael Jackson, like submitting for MTV. Like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then we, you watch we got, it. We got the the. Bugles or whatever the fucking video. The buggles. Cal- buggles. <laughs> that was the, that was the first video. I mean, that's actually a really f- clever yeah. opening. Yeah, but I remember the they used to video. play like Robert Plant had this one album that wasn't that good, but they just played it a shit out of it. Was it like with like Big Log? Yeah, and I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for a melody. Yeah. And Big Log is just just like depressing. I like that song, but it's I, it is funny. I used to watch MTV early on and you know they had so little content because there were so few videos and so they would just like and i think they would even have this thing where they'd be like what videos they were going to play later in the hour right like they'd be like coming up this and this (laughs) and so you could tell looking back they just didn't know what they were doing if you watch the um that that thing on cnn the 80s where they talk about uh did you watch any of that yeah i've watched yeah but they had roblo like well, uh, well, they were talking story about how the British groups was another British kind of invasion going on, because the the British groups made just better videos when MTV first started. The American groups just didn't know how to make videos, or right. So the Brit- so they would just play the British videos a lot over and over. Do you again. know who specifically? Yeah, like Duran Duran. Oh yeah, they would yeah. actually be on locales. Meanwhile, like the American groups would just be a guy with a guitar in front right. of a fucking green screen or whatever. Yeah, know? it would just be a guy in the toilet. <laughs> I think what it was is they weren't. Some of them were like not taking it seriously. It was kind of like the internet of right. the time. Where they're yeah. like, this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but then a thing they all got mad about was, I, I even saw some thing, it was some old interviews, like a press conference, and some of the, these rock guys were complaining that, you know, you it was just you had to be good looking now to do right. music. And like, I think it was like Hall and Oates. Yeah. Who's the uglier one? The g- I, well, Oates is the smaller one. Yeah. Him. I don't want to diss Oates, but. Man. Yeah. Um, I mean, Oates is fine, but he's like not. <laughs> he's not exactly he's not like Daryl Hall. Come yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. Um, 
But I think he was complaining, and they were like, you know, now you just have to. It's all about like your looks, and I think right. Madonna was there, and she was like, well, well so what? Like, kind of like that's what being a rock star is, right? You got to like look good. But they act like that. That was the first time that ever happened. <laughs> I know. Elvis was picked because he was a good-looking dude. I know. It's yeah. just so ridiculous. I mean, showbiz, like rock, be a rock star, be like, you know, it's all about like being good-looking, and people want to have sex with you, like, <laughs> right? Like that's why you're in it, right? Dude. Go fucking be an accountant, dude. <laughs> I That's feel why like Chuck Berry was never as big as uh, Elvis because Chuck Berry, not a bad looking guy, but yeah. right. But also, like, didn't he just die? Yeah, did what like two weeks ago? And Chuck Barris, like in the same day, which is the weirdest thing because I always thought those were the same guy for a while. Well, they always die <laughs> in twos, the same name, right? Isn't that the saying? They always die in two, the same name, almost. <laughs> um, yeah, Chuck Barris. That was that was a rough one. That's the guy from the Gong Show, right? But he wrote that book <laughs> movie. That was the Confessions book. of yeah. a Dangerous Mind. Is that what it is? Yeah, I remember reading the book. Was really cool, but you don't know if he made it. Is all it? Up. Yeah, he isn't it that he did make it up? He said he was like a CIA spy, right? And then he hosted the Gong Show during the day, and he would murder people. Yeah, I think he. I think he did make it up, right? Because it was like, um, well, when was that book? That book they made him made in the. 80s, but, the, but then they, they made, made the movie, movie with, yeah, Rockwell, Sam Rockwell. Did George Clooney direct it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny. This is this just reminds me of something like you used to be able to write books that were like you could be like, oh, this is about my life, and it was not true, and no one would do anything like right. like that. I think it kind of came out later that he was kind of making it up, kind of in jest, right, as like a joke, kind of give his life more depth or something. He wasn't just the Gong Show guy, but. Did you ever read the book Sleepers? Yes, I did. Oh, it's... did you ever see the movie? Yeah. Did Did you like the book? It's pretty funny. I right? like the. I like the. <laughs> no, it's horrible. It's yeah. like it's about these kids like getting raped in prison. Right, but they didn't change it too much from the from my. I remember the movie. No, yeah. but so it's written by this guy Lorenzo Carcaterra, and like it's not true. He because the story is that he's growing up in Hell's Kitchen, and like is it the fifties or sixties? Right, and. I don't him think it was supposed his, to be true, was it? No, what he he writes it as himself, Lorenzo uh, Carcaterra. So, I mean, it's basically a memoir. It's not a novel. Like, and it's basically like, oh yeah, me and my friends accidentally murdered this guy, and so we had to go to like a uh, a reformatory. Is that what it is? Yeah, like a prison, I didn't like know a, he, he he was. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and then basically when the movie came out, people were like, someone did research and they were like, there's no record of him ever serving time or someone getting killed in that way at that time <laughs> and he's like yeah well whatever <laughs> but you can't do that now <laughs> like if you made a if and they made it into a movie and everyone's just like whatever yeah well maybe you know what you do now up. is what you say is if you see a movie and they go inspired by a true story not, yeah they, if you say based it means it's got to be kind of close but if you say inspired right like i just saw an ad for this zookeeper's wife yeah, which is like I guess Schindler's List meets Doctor Doolittle. That t- that type. Oh, of really? Well, it was like they were Sounds hiding Jews like in a great zoo. Idea. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Who's in that? Uh, Chastain, Jessica Chastain. Oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, but then I'm watching it, and I, I heard it was from a book, but in the movie they go, they said inspired by a true story, and they have to say inspired because with its if they take so many liberties with the truth. Uh, I think you can't call it base. There's a line there where you can't say. I think base. I love that inspire by a true story because just like anything can inspire. <laughs> know. You know what I mean? Like uh, what's a crazy movie? Like uh, 
passengers. Right. <laughs> inspired by a true. Someone told me a story. Yeah. About when they went to the toilet. <laughs> it, and this inspired me. Yeah, it, because you once saw a clown. Oh, yeah. It is coming out, too. Oh, right. Have you, but there was something else I wanted to say about... Uh, oh, no, but with Sleepers, like, the thing was the book was such a hit book. That's why they made the movie. Right. And But you, you couldn't, like... If... What ruined it was the uh, James Fry guy, James Frey. Do you remember him? He wrote a book called A Million Little Pieces. Yeah, the one that was on Oprah's book club. He's the one that ruined it for everyone because he got in so much. He it was such a lie. It was about him being going to drug rehab. Yeah, and, I, and like being arrested and all this shit. And then it came out he'd never really been arrested. It just was like all made up. Do you remember the days when you? Like that, when you got caught in a lie and then people gave a shit and it fucked up your life. Yeah. Unlike- oh, right. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that that guy got just <laughs> ruined. Donald but- Trump. I mean, just like he would just get caught in life. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he should- <laughs> Nowadays, that guy would be president. I, I know. That is amazing. That's the irony of that is right. totally lost on me. But because it was like. They treated that guy. They vilified that yeah. guy. They destroyed. He he went back on Oprah and Oprah. I guess he, this not that I. He love should have Oprah. just said he was saying an alternative truth. He would have been all right. Yeah, or like uh, it was inspired. Alternative facts or whatever. It, or it was inspired by things he said. <laughs> but I mean, that's why why that got so much attention because it was because I remember I was reading it. And I was like, who gives a shit? Because. I figured it was a novel, and then I was like, right. "Oh, this happened to the guy." Yeah, it makes it a little cooler. I mean, uh, it does. I mean, have you have you ever read it? I did read the book. I, I don't like it. I think it it starts with. A, I always think. Of, actually, I was thinking about it the other day because I was at the dentist. Because it starts with he just got dental work done with no novocaine. Like that's how it starts. Oh, or he's right. on a plane and he's just had that done. And he's like bleeding. I don't know what, what it was. Something to do with drug. I don't know what happened, but like he had ha- the whole thing is, oh, I had to go to the dentist and get all these things filled, like a root canal with no novocaine. I don't ask. Uh, maybe because I don't know why. He says this is the beginning of the book. Yeah, to make it that's seem like it's I, more realistic. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's so crazy. Like that really happened. But then I guess, and so Oprah tried to kind of like stand by him after that, but then she kind of had to like. Uh, throw him under the bus, right, right? Because she was, it was fucking her up, and then so she had him on the show again because she made him into the star. Didn't she get rid of the book club after that or something? Did she? Or not? Maybe not too long after. I mean, probably. No, I don't know. Actually, I, mean, I probably heard it, but yeah. because then she had him on and then just shit on him for like the whole episode. <laughs> she was like, "You liar!" <laughs> and he's like. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wouldn't that suck? Like, because he tried to sell that book for years and he couldn't sell it because I guess it was, an, it was a novel and then he changed it to an autobiography, and that's what sold it. Right. But then it's like, imagine like that would suck, right? If you get this happens a lot, you get success, but then it gets taken away because you get in a, in a wrong kind of right, rat. like Millie Vanilli, basically. Yeah, I think in the, years ago there was a ten year period where a lot of people were getting caught on that. Like, I even remember this other author who wrote. Uh, Joe McGinnis, you ever hear of him? He wrote this m- movie with Fatal Vision, book Fatal Vision. Yeah, is it is it is Joe McGinnis the guy it's based on? No, the book is, is the, he the guy who it's based on the guy who murdered his family? Right, they made, they made a movie with Gary Cole. Yeah, is Gary Cole the the comedy guy now? He's yeah, the guy from Office great. Space. Oh. oh yeah, he's yeah he's the killer in Fatal Vision, yeah. right? Now that's a true story. And he writes a book about it, and, and this guy, Joe McGinnis, who he actually hung out with the actual guy, and he was going to write a pro pr- piece. So who wrote Fatal Vision? The guy who actually murdered his family? No, no, this guy, Joe McGinnis. Oh, but Joe McGinnis, okay. he hung out with okay. the murderer. Oh, yeah. And then he was going to write, a, apparently he was going to write a, 
a, a book defending him, but then the more he hung out with the guy, they realized that the guy was. Oh, really? really why? Why did he want to defend him? Because I guess that maybe the guy lied to him and said this is how he would get access to the guy. Oh, because w- w- with that fatal vision, it's basically he murdered them, but he said that it was during the whole Charles Manson hippie right. time, right? And he, said, he murders like, his family, pretends that hippies did it. Yeah, that these Charles Manson hippies right. did it. And it's Joe McGinnis goes to the mur- murderer guy, listen, I'll write a book that will clear your name. Yeah. And then as he's writing the book, he realizes that he, the guy is guilty, so he changes the book. That Oh, so he wasn't going to write that kind of book at the beginning? No, but you may, he might have been lying to the guy, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, they always lie. Like, <laughs> I'm going to make you look like Michael Jackson, maybe <laughs> I talked about before. I want to follow you around. It's going to be great. <laughs> so you sleep with boys. <laughs> yeah. But I remember and then McGinnis wrote this other book uh, about, I think, the Ted Kennedy or something, or the Kennedys, like in the 90s. Yeah. And it was a nonfiction book. But in the book, a lot of the dialogue or a lot of the... That means true, right? Nonfiction. nonfiction That's so confusing. Yeah. A lot of the dialogue in it is like what Ted Kennedy's thinking. You know, oh. and there, and then he did it so many times. People are like, well, how could you, how could you get into his head like that? He's like, well, I'm just extrapolating. I'm like, yeah. Well, then this can't be a nonfiction book if you're just kind of thinking. Well, did it already get published? By yeah, that point? it was out, and it was on. Non- and I think they moved it from nonfiction to fiction because he's just trying. He's like, yeah. oh, half the dialogue is him trying to get into Ted Kennedy's head. This is what he was thinking at this time. Yeah, you can't really do that in a nonfiction book. I mean, unless it was what he was saying was just like getting drunk and trying to like <laughs> rape a check, then he was probably pretty accurate. <laughs> and then he thought, I want to get drunk and rape and murder someone. Like, yeah, he was probably thinking about that. I feel like that's what the candidates are just all. What can a dude, like a rich dude with power, be thinking about from minute to minute right. besides just getting drunk and banging checks? Right. But unless you know, <laughs> at least, and you don't make an estimated guess, uh, educated guess of what they're thinking. Yeah. Because, you know, there are books where they're. They're real people, but in fictitious circumstances. Yeah, yeah. like it's like if I wrote a book about you and I was like, and then he was thinking, (laughs) I just shit my pants again. (laughs) Wait a minute. I just looked from his face. I could tell. But so anyway, Sleepers, like, I just, I because every time I watch, first of all, that movie is so awful. Like the book is really good, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Somehow they made a movie about like kids getting raped in prison. Boring. It's like really. Right. It's weird. How, and but it's a good Kevin Bacon game because there's a lot of people in that movie. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like everyone who was huge at the time is in it, and it's amazing. And it's what's his face? The, the the director is really good. It's uh the guy who did. Fuck it. It's the guy who did Rain Man. Barry Levinson. Oh, he directed that. I yeah. Mean. So like it's it's you see this every now and then where like. All the elements are there. It's one of those things where you're like, "There's this can't miss," and right. then it's just somehow a perfect storm of shit. Like it was like a coming of age film, a little Stand by Me meets fucking um, meets, Shawshank uh, Redemption meets, meets the Accused. Meets the Accused. No, because it's. I mean, I I think it's like the, a lot of the movie is just the kids and the kids. I mean, I guess they're all right. It's, right. it's just a horrible like plot, and then it's it's. It's a completely the fact that he said it was true. It's so ridiculous because I don't know if you remember the second half. What happens is these kids get raped in prison by mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon and these guards, and then they get out, and then two of them become like Irish mafia guy, like right. murderers, because they're so screwed up from what happened. Right, and they see Kevin Bacon in a bar. I mean, it's a really like that's like a cool plot. Yeah, they shoot him. Right, they kill him, and then Brad Pitt is a lawyer. Brad Pitt, and he's him. this is the big thing. 
he's like, I'm going to prosecute this case because no one knows that we know that I know them and I'm going to throw the case. Right. On purpose. But like, (laughs) that's like a really, (laughs) you can't do that. (laughs) Like you get in a lot of trouble for now that I know, I know this from law school. It's like, so you would, you're admitting to this horrible thing. There's no way that that happened. It's too like dramatic and movie ish. Who else is in that movie? Jason Patrick, Robert De Niro, um, Dustin Hoffman, just like every. um, Who are some of the young, the the kids who've grown up? The the kids who play the little kids? Grown up, who are they? Well, it's Brad Pitt, Jason Patrick, and then it's uh, two guys at the time were Ron Eldar. Oh, yeah, Ron Eldar. And Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup, yeah. But it was like when they were first starting. Yeah. Um, And then Kevin Bacon is in it. I mean, there's no reason for that movie not to be great. Yeah, and I remember I saw it opening night because I'd read the book, and I was like, this is going to be amazing. And then I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, sleepers? What are they describing the audience? (laughs) No, like, I remember being blown away, being like, wow, how was that bad? Like, that was a bad... Brad Pitt's kind of not in it that much. You can tell they just kind of slapped him in it. Yeah. And De Niro is... Still, even if you have most of those actors in for just 10 minutes, how could that not be a great movie? Yeah, and you can tell that he—it's not real because there's parts of the there's parts of the story that you can tell are like from other m- movies. Like, uh, th- there's a scene where they're in jail and they have this plan to uh, challenge the guards to a football game so yeah. that they can hit the guards in the game. I mean, does that sound familiar to you? Is that lo- Longest Yard? Or yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly <laughs> out of the Longest Yard. It's like, hey, let's have a football game with the guards, and then we can tackle them and hit them. And then, you know, the guard. First of all, how what is that? that part where the alien pops out of his stomach? <laughs> yeah. That part, and then uh, the part where... Uh, the Avengers come in? Yeah, and then they go undercover <laughs> as surfers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was just watching that right before you got here. <laughs> <I figured. laughs> the movie's so awesome. Is it the original? It was the the, the new one. Have you seen the new Point <laughs> no. Break? It's shit. It's unwatchable. Yeah. I don't know what it. I guess I had to make it different so it's not really surfing. It's just they do everything. Oh. <laughs> like they're just supposed to be extreme. Oh, so they're okay. like jumping out of. I guess they jump out of planes in the the other one too. They're right. doing like weird things. One hundred percent pure adrenaline. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. At the time, it was awesome, and then like. Yeah, the remake is... It, I, I'm not even kidding. It's, I've tried to watch it. It's unwatchable. Yeah. I mean, because the whole thing at Point Break is like, it's partly because it's so stupid. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves is supposed to be this like FBI guy right. who's like, I can't, you know, I can't, who doesn't want to be a surfer. It, <laughs> but he's like this total guy who sounds like a surfer. <laughs> this is the thing I've ever told you. It's one thing I love about that movie, because he wasn't originally cast. It was Charlie Sheen. Oh, wow. And not that he's like a million times yeah. better or anything, but... um. Like, th- there's things in the script uh, that describe Keanu Reeves' character that don't fit what Keanu Reeves is doing. Right. Like, like get AIDS? Um, wait, what? Oh, you're talking about Charlie Sheen's. Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but, like, throughout the whole script, uh, do you remember this? They keep being, like, like Patrick Swayze is like, you got that kamikaze look, Johnny. <laughs> like, I could tell the first time you saw, uh, I saw your eyes. And then the, the girl he's dating is like, Johnny, you got that. That look of determination in your eyes. She even <laughs> says that one boy, like, you always have this determined look in your eyes, like you're doing this as some kind of project. But when, whenever they show him when they're saying it, he always just looks stoned <laughs> and like stupid. <laughs> like, like, Johnny, you got that kamikaze look, and they show him, and he's just like, 
<laughs> it's like, no, he just looks dumb. Yeah. Like he just looks like he's not he smart. Just has the same vacant look. Yeah, he time. always Keanu <laughs> just always has the same look. You're looking so angry. Same thing, right? Yeah, like he doesn't. You can tell because the character is supposed to be like, oh, he's this guy who's really straight and narrow right. FBI guy, and then he gets a little taste of like spirituality, and and it's like this part of him comes out, but he never looks different. So this and this is the movie where. I, Patrick Swayze wants to kill himself at the end by s- surfing the biggest wave in the world. Yeah. That's, and then he just dies. Yeah, and I, I feel like I didn't understand that the first <laughs> time I saw it. I mean, I was probably like tw- 19 or 20. I was like, I don't understand what happened. Like, right. So he went out there and then, because then he goes out and then they're like, you let him go. And he's like, they're like, we'll get him when he comes back in. He's like, he's not coming back in. <laughs> That's like my be- my best imitation yeah. I could do is Keanu Reeves because I sound like him. <laughs> And then he like throws it on hit down everything like he throws his gun down right he's like I'm done with this right I'm out of the FBI yeah he quits the FBI in the rain <laughs> it's so dramatic you can tell time has passed because his hair is a little longer <laughs> do you remember yeah. he's like so I followed you first of all like he's like I've been following you for a year it's like why this guy like robbed a bank <laughs> you guys are the FBI like don't you have other shit to well, do apparently the FBI is not on top of their shit these days we gotta find him if you check the beach <laughs> I'll go look for him again imagine if like you're just so I'm really dedicated to this case imagine they're doing, I bet they're doing that now instead of like looking into Russia connections treason and stuff they're looking into like surfers and you know right right or like porn <laughs> like did you ever see 8mm uh, yeah where he's like, oh, I have to like go and find out about porn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey. Kate sounds like uh, Keanu. Yeah, they all, well, they all kind of sound yeah. that way. Um, uh, but yeah, wasn't that thing? He's like, oh, I gotta go to LA and like <laughs> shop for porn, honey. Sorry, <laughs> your daughter misses you. Oh, this is the case. <laughs> she just walks in and I'm whacking off. <laughs> I'm doing research. <laughs> this is work related. No, so anyway. Uh, how do we get there from here, from Barry Mantle? I don't know, here. Barry Mantle, yeah. Uh, oh, so Sleepers, yeah. I. Yeah. So that, that's just what blew me away about it. This is a funny story I, that made me, it's not a great story, but I, like years ago, I, you know, before I did stand-up, I was like interested in like acting, and I kind of, and I met this dude, I worked at a store, and this guy came in, and uh, it was, you know, so that store Paragon is like a sporting goods yeah, store. Yeah, it's still there, isn't it? Yeah, it's still there. I was working there and this guy came up to me and like asked me for help to find something. And I was just like in a bad mood. And I was just like, he was like, oh, yeah, do, do you have these another size? I was like, no, because <laughs> I just didn't want to help him. Right. I was like, no, like, I mean, we probably did, but I want to look for them. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to L.A. So anyway, he was this actor guy. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I studied acting. He's like, oh, yeah, give me your name. Like, I'll take you to my agent. And so, like, I was like, all right. And he tried to, like, hook me up with his agent. And then I, like, looked him up. And he told me all these movies he did. And he had done, like, all these movies. He was in, like, uh, The Professional. Yeah. Did you ever see that? He just hooked you up from meeting you in the store. (laughs) I know. He probably might have banged me looking back. (laughs) I I don't know. Yeah, I think that's, uh, come on. But he was, like, really, and, like, I was, I'd studied acting with this teacher, and he was like, oh, I studied with her. Right. I don't know why he wanted to help me. We, like, hit it off. So, he was really nice. I guess he wanted to, I don't know. So, like. (laughs) That's okay. I mean, that's how it works. 
Just but I mean, it's just funny looking back. I had no, I, I didn't think that at all. I feel like that's happened to me so many times where I'll tell someone a story about, oh, this person helped me. And they're like, yeah, they wanted to fuck you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, they just wanted to help me. They're like, no, they would not just help people well, do that. Well, think about how many random guys you've helped. <laughs> yeah. And now think about how many at least random girls you say you were going to help or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. That's true, yeah. Um, just because I, I, in this case, he didn't even see you do anything except no, just be no. a dick to him. <laughs> so, but I mean, it was funny because like so you're acting like this guy's the next thing. No, I wasn't even doing stand up at the uh, time. I think I was like 22, and um, so he tried to. It didn't. I don't think it really went anywhere. So then, like, I didn't see him for a year, and I was on. I just, I started doing stand up, and I was on a train, and he was like on the train. I was going to do a gig. I'd been doing. I was with Joey Gay. I don't know why I remember this right. so well. We were going to do like the the brokerage. And I've been doing stand up like six months, and he was on the train. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Like, I met you at uh, Paragon or whatever. And he was like, yeah. He was like such a dick to me. Oh. So, anyway, he's in Sleepers. So, All I was right. watching it the other night, and I was like, oh, that's the guy. So, then, anyway, he was a total dick to me. Because you didn't fuck him. That's why. <laughs> well, see, I didn't realize this at the time, but I did. That. Now the story's like coming together. Right. So then, like, I moved to LA and I got into stand up. Then I moved back here and I've been doing stand. I've been doing stand up like four or five years. And I was at an open mic, and uh, he was at there was like ten people there, and he was at the open mic, and he was like got up there. He was like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get into stand up," and da, 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 and I didn't say I didn't reintroduce myself. Smart. But it was one of those things where like he was really uncomfortable and like I was known at the place and I was kind of doing well in comedy. I could have been nice to him and I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> it's not that great a story, but... Um, no, it is. Because I think at the time you don't realize that. I, I don't know why I'm <laughs> exploring that angle more. Maybe it's because... trying to fuck me, st- part. The, the, the Barry Manilow stuff is, you know, bringing out the, yeah. the, the, the gay issues here. But... Because I remember when I was younger when I first started comedy and there was like... So it was an older dude who was helping me out with some things. Oh, uh, yeah. And then and I'm like, ah, oh, he must really think I'm talented. You know, I don't think he ever even saw me. Yeah. And then it was, you know, he's helping me out. And then all of a sudden one day he's like. He must like, just sense my talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then one day he's like, you want to do yoga with me? <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I don't really do yoga. He's like, no, it's good if we do it together. It would just be me and you. We'd be like sweating in a fucking yeah. room. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think i want to do that it'll just be me and you sweating in a room (laughs) (laughs) is that yoga it'll just be me and you with no it's called this new time it's called this new type it's called pantless yoga (laughs) (laughs) so and then i kind of said no to try to respect and then he was like a kind of a dick to me took out the chloroform yeah i had that happen a couple times in the but he was a dick to me after he was yeah Yeah. that's i mean i guess i just didn't even it didn't even dawn he didn't seem gay but i don't i don't i have no gaydar Mm. You know, like I guess, but Barry, even though with no gator, Barry Manilow wasn't a shock. <laughs> he snuck through. Yeah, no, I mean Barry Manilow. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I, it's not surprising. But what makes you come out at that age, though? I don't know. I think just probably attention. I, I almost think it's kind of like. Well, they're from the older generation, and I understand. It. Like I think I told you the guy, uh, David Odkin Styers, who was on. Yeah, what Mesh. about him, Mash? He came out when he was like 80. He's gay. Yeah. Oh wow. Better off dead. Great yeah. Name. And well, Mash, you know, Mash. I grew up watching. My yeah. parents loved it. My dad was in the Korean War. Oh yeah, I think that's why. I, I literally was like forced from like age five to watch Mash. Right, and I think I got into it. It, it is. Do you, do you watch Mash? Well, I see it sometimes now on TV. I do still, you like it? You know, it's holding up a little better than I thought. Yeah, because um, I feel like no one from my I would I loved it, and no one from my age group liked it. 
No, it was because it wasn't that funny. It was more of a dramedy. It was like really the first dramedy. It really yeah, was. Yeah, it and it it is funny though. Yeah. Actually, the writing is really is really funny. The, the early years. The early, the first three, or it, it's it it stays funny for a little bit. But it's like I was watching it today. It's th- there's a new thing where they play it like for like five hours a day now. <laughs> so I'm not even kidding. Right. I watched like five episodes today. It's just one of those, you know, like a, you have like a thing that you know from like when you're young that's like comforting. Right. Like having that on makes me feel safe yeah. or something, which I, is odd because it's about people being killed in a war. Right. I'm like, oh, this is safe. <laughs> the best part about that show, not only did it go on for 11 years and, the, and the war, war was, was three. Yeah. But it was in the 70s. So they're supposed to be in the Korean War, but everyone has 70s hair in it. Yeah. You know, like. Fucking that guy BJ. Well, he changes as he, the style changes into the 70s. He has like a mustache. Right, but it's supposed to be 1953. And yeah. He looks like, uh, you know, the only, he's the in the Almond Brothers. Eye. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and that's, which is fine because they actually, if you do see that, they do that in Lashes. If you see the old Happy Days, right? Especially from the mid to late oh, 70s. Oh, yeah. Like fucking, this is supposed to be like 1958. Ralph Mouth. That guy's like a afro. Fro. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I never thought about yeah. that. But that's what's funny about MASH. Yeah, because. The, the actual war was three years, so and they were in you know drafted most of them, right. so they probably had to be there for a year, year and a half right. at best. And um, I mean, Hawkeye actually starts the show <laughs> not gray, and then he's completely gray by the end. He's of the show. complete, and Radar is supposed to be like eighteen because <laughs> they keep referring to him as like, "Oh, you're such a kid," uh, and literally by the the end, he's like thirty five years yeah, old, he's like and bald. he's like balding. <laughs> Um, they finally just got rid. They're like, you have to get off the show. Yeah. I think he, apparently he was like a dick. That guy, I read Gary that. Berghoff, yeah, which is really weird because he's supposed to be like all wholesome and innocent in the show, and oh, he's such a great. But like off the show, he's supposed to be like this total asshole that they the writers right. couldn't stand. And I think he was probably mad that he was being typecast. But he, it, once you do that role, he was in the movie. The only one yeah, he was movie, in the movie. Yeah, that he could never do anything else. I know it's like, a, it's so funny when you hear them like bitch about that like. I'm being typecast. It's like, dude, you were on the biggest show of all time at the time for 10 years. Yeah. Just fucking pack it in, dude. Yeah. Just go like, <laughs> you know how like, rare that is? Yeah. You know what I was reading? I don't know why. I was, the guy Harry Morgan, because I think he died a year yeah, ago. He died, yeah. He looked like he was like 80 when the show was on. <laughs> he was always old. Yeah. He's one of those. There's some people. David Ogden stars, stars was the same way. He looked like. He was like sixty when he was like thirty five. Right, on but I'm, but like like Wolford Brimley and Harry Morgan were always old. I mean, Harry Morgan was like on a. Uh, he was dra- like a child. After. He was like dra- on Dragnet in the yeah, 60s. Oh, right. he was watching that. He's he old enough. He looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the writing on Mash is is really it's good. It's really good writing, it, yeah. and you can see from a comedy perspective. Like, I was watching it today, and, and there was a line that stood out to me where I was like, wow, that's like a clever line. Yeah. Like, um, he goes, w- like, Charles, David Odgenstar, Winchester, like, comes back from, like, Tokyo, and he has all these pictures of him drunk, and they're like, oh, this woman is in a picture with you. Oh, you can't see her face. And then BJ's like, of course, she doesn't want to be charged with contributing to de- the delinquency of a major, because he's Major <laughs> Winchester. And I was like... Wow, that's like a really clever line. Is that Hawkeye like, said that line? No, it was BJ. Oh, Usually right. Hawkeye got all the good lines, but um, 
I was like, wow, they really like put a lot into writing. Right. This. I think some I of the problem with the people had with the show was that in the early years, it was just like the movie. They were just crazy doctors. Then when Alan Alda got more control of the show, yeah, he, you know, every show was a little more serious. It was like, you know. In the beginning, they're all cheating on their wives. You know, yeah, and, and yeah. And they're all calling her hot lips. Right. And then later on, because he was a big feminist, Alan Alda, he oh, changed right. it up. Where he would still sleep around, but he would be very caring when he slept around. Right. They that was a big thing. You, you, and then none of them cheated on their wives. Apparently, after that, you know. Well, they brought in people like well, the, the dynamic that's so great at the beginning, the first three years, is it's Hawkeye and Trapper. Yeah, and Colonel Blake. Yeah, and it's mainly Hawkeye and Trapper versus Frank and Hot Lips. Right. Because Frank and Hot Lips are really military and they're total assholes. Right. And Hawkeye and Trapper, like, it's it, the dynamic of the show is they're always trying to fuck over Frank and Margaret. Right. So they always come up with these hilarious things to fuck them. And it's, like, mean. Like, mean <laughs> things. Like, there's one where, like... They do they do all these pranks to Frank and then like he wants to leave and then they they don't want him to leave because they want to like torture him. <laughs> so they like pretend that they found gold <laughs> near the camp <laughs> and um, they know he's like a he's, you know, very like greedy and into money. And so he he cancels his transfer and then he goes to like look for the gold and they've spray painted all these rocks, just gold. And then they show up in a gold painted Jeep <laughs> Just to be a, like dicks to him, right? Um, but they, it's it was it was me. And then what happened was Trapper leaves, um, you know, the show, and then Henry dies, right. and then Frank leaves, and then so it's like Winchester, BJ, Colonel right. Potter, well, McLean Stevenson left because they, uh, hello Larry, yeah, no, because he was he was he was actually kind of a big star. He was actually subbing for Johnny on the Tonight Show. Oh really? He was like a big deal. And he felt annoyed that he was like only the third lead on the show. Oh yeah. So what he an left. Idiot. Yeah, and he left, and I think they wanted to send a, send a message to the other cast members: if you leave, there's no coming back. Right. So You're dead. They were. He wasn't supposed to be killed off, and at the last minute, they did just to fuck him, just so he wouldn't want to come back. Oh wow! Yeah. Did he even know he was like? No, that was like a surprise. They wanted to surprise the. Ca- I just read about this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've yeah. read. That they when that se- that episode was on like three days ago. And he such was a like good before Shelley Long, like the perfect example yeah. of a guy totally destroyed his career. Yeah, that show. he went to do Hello Larry. Right. I don't even think that was the first thing he did. Like I think he was. That was another. Thing. He went to like three things that failed before was, Hello Larry. Yeah. But he was Johnny Carson's backup. Wow. Yeah. What an, it's it's so I, I've heard this before. These people they're like the third lead, and they're like, I'm going to be the lead. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're in the best position. The third lead is like the perfect position. Right. It's not all on your shoulders. You just show up every now and then, be hilarious, and leave. It's like all those cast members on The Office. Like after Carell left, none of the others left because they knew that this was a great show and fuck it, you know? Right. Why do you need to be in every fucking... It was like Seinfeld was smart. He wasn't like, it has to be all me. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be able... Why do you want to be just the only person? Because no. um, I would... This reminds me of another... Do, do you know who like... Uh, Dean Cameron is he's Sounds an actor yeah. from the 80s he was in summer school oh yeah uh do you remember him in summer school he's he chainsaw the... oh yeah he's funny in that it's yeah he's really funny in it and um 
that that's a pretty good movie, Summer School. And I don't know. I saw an interview with him recently, like on the Kevin Pollack chat show, and I he was in like ski school. Yeah. So what happened was he like did summer school and he got all this heat, and then he kind of made all these bad movies. One of them's called like Rockula. Right. How could that be a bad movie? <laughs> yeah. But in the interview, he's like, I took it because I wanted to be like the lead guy and carry a movie. And it's just kind of like I watched part of it recently and it's just like so low budget. It's just not good. Right. And um, I think he like in the interviews like, well, I like the movie. It's stupid, but whatever. But it's just you can tell like things like that. Which brings us back to Kevin Bacon. So this is like story is like kind of a meta six degrees of Kevin, is Kevin Bacon. Bacon in. Um, no, but I was actually just reading about Kevin Bacon, how he was smart. He did the opposite thing. He was leads in movies. Right. Then the movie, the roles were kind of drying up. So he's like, you know what? I'll be the second or third banana. Right. In a great movie. Like A Few Good Men. And a million. Like Apollo 13. Right. Fucking all these. Even Sleepers. I mean, wasn't a great movie, but. At the time, it seemed like it was going to be a good one, right? And he's like actually one of the bigger parts of of the adult actors. He's the what? That's like the main right. part. But he, that's what he does now. He's like the second or third guy in usually a good movie, right? Which is like, do you want that or do you want to be the lead in fucking the air up there <laughs> or like Quicksilver? You know what I mean? Right. It's just like, like no, I have to be the. Yeah, I Bacon get, was just in one of the uh, X Men movies. He doesn't, and care. it's just kind of like I guess like Woody Harrelson did that too. He just yeah. was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be in good movies, but I'm not going to be the main guy." But it's like when I w- heard this interview with Dean Cameron, I'm like, y- "You had the perfect setup. Like, you probably could have just been like the third or fourth guy in movies. You wouldn't have been the star. But who gives a shit? Right? It wouldn't have been like a terrible movie. Why do you want to be the lead in a shit movie?" <laughs> Like if it's a shit movie, why do you even want to be in it? Much right. less be the face of it. You know, I don't know. It's just it just kind of. I've always thought that. Like I read somewhere once. I forgot who said. Some actor said that. Like the the perfect place to be in the credits is number three. Yeah, where you're not. You're one of the main people. Like Vince Vaughn, and you know, always go back to but like in Swingers, he's not the star of Swingers. No. Plus, and when you're in that role, oh, things always happen. Two things. Uh, if the movie's good. They'll be like, oh, he stands out. Like, he stole it. He stole it. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, too. Right. And if the movie's bad, they'll say, well, the movie was bad, but his scenes were good. And yeah. he was not really responsible. You know, as much as he could do, he could not save this movie. Right. It's like kind of like headlining and featuring. Right. Because headlining, like, they'll be like, he wasn't that good. Yeah. All the pressure's on you. And then they'll be like, the feature was better. <laughs> like, I've had that where, like, I'll open for someone. And they're mm-hmm. like, you were better. Yeah. Feature's the best spot to be on. I know. I'm like, well, I only had to do half an hour, <laughs> and you expected nothing from me. Yeah. And it was early in the show. You were less drunk, right. less tired. Early in the show. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the headliner, you're just set up to fail. <laughs> They're like, you're not good. And it's like, yeah, I did an hour, you fucking asshole. Right. Um, w- was there something else? That, I know we had like, planned to talk about that. That's all right. But, this is uh, a bridge. We haven't... We didn't, in a few weeks. Well, do so. you want to? Oh, I was going to say, did, did you ever play that game, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Well, that's what we bring it up because I didn't even know this. Do you know this? That if you Google an actor and you write bacon number after it, it tells you exactly how many steps and what movies. Oh, really? On Google. Can we play that right now? Sure. So, what is it? You name an actor and you have to link them back? Yeah, just uh, we'll to test me. I think I'll be really good at it. All right. Well, give me an. Uh, give I'll do. I'll, but do me first. <laughs> well, all right, all right. How, Shelley Long. All right, Shelley Long. But you you can't look it up. Are you looking? I it am up? looking it up. 
I no, was, no, I, no. I want you to do on your own. Oh, I, I'm not that good at this game. Oh, okay. I, I mean, it takes me a while. Um, yeah, you're not that good if you don't look it up. Wait, Shelly Long. I, I, I got it. Actually, Shelley that's a really Long easy one. Was in losing it yeah, with Tom exactly. Cruise. Tom Cruise, uh, few good, good man. man. Okay, right. that was easy. All right, how about? Um, I thought that'd be a hard one. Let's try one more. Uh, she was probably in a movie with Kevin Bacon. How about uh, Zac Efron? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to let you figure it out. I'm going to look it up. You're going to look it up? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do one, but I think it's going to be really circuitous how I get there. Um, no, this is extremely easy. Zach Efron was in Bad Grandpa with Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro was in Sleepers with Kevin Bacon. Right? He was in some movie with was Dirty Grandpa, right? Dirty Grandpa, yeah. But with weird is it doesn't even have that. Maybe because the movie's too new. I'm pretty sure, right? I Zac think you're Efron. right. Yeah. They talk about um, the movie's so bad that they were in this. <laughs> they were Cor- Corbin Blue was in High School Musical. Corbin Blue and Kevin Bacon were in a movie called Beyond All Boundaries. Corbin Blue, <laughs> who, who is that? A person? <laughs> well, anyway, it's fun <laughs> to do. Just see, see, and it gives you the number. Yeah. So two. I think you could probably do two at this point because there's been so much out there. Yeah. Right. All right. Wait. Can you can you do one more? All right, Scott Bayo. No, 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 <laughs> Willie Ames. There you go. All right, this will be the last one. <laughs> Willie. No, there's going to be more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bore, bore the bore the listeners. No, this people like people like this. Shit. What do you think, listeners? Answer like, now. If you like this game, or, or no, what, if what? They, I want this is your chance to guess. Because the whole game, the competition comes in who can do it with under with less steps, right? Yeah. Are you looking up Willie Ames? Yeah, it doesn't even. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that, that makes the game a lot easier. I can do it. Oh, go ahead then. Why am I doing this? Um, You're Willie probably... Ames. He was in. Um, I mean, I feel like he he wasn't in anything except Scott Bayo, right? Right? Wasn't he in the movie where they're playing video games or something? Zapped. <laughs> no, Did that's you... not the video. game. It's like, do you know what that movie's about? Uh oh! All right, here we go. Do you have it? No, but let me let me let me see if I can do it. You have it on there. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna get it because I don't know the movie that they're talking. How many about. steps does it two. sound like? Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he was in. Uh, I'll even give you a hint. What this? <clears throat> this the actor that he's in in the movie with is is Stephen First who played who. That's Flounder from Animal House, right? Kevin Bacon. That's his first movie as Animal House. Oh, right. right. And and then Willie Ames was in something with Stephen first. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen first and Willie Ames, <laughs> not up the creek, right? No. Scavenger Hunt, nineteen seventy nine. <laughs> Looks like a bad Animal House knockoff. Nineteen what? Seventy nine. Yeah, it's like when they were making like all these Animal House knockoffs. Yeah, like and they actually every, use people from Animal House. Yeah, that's like shameless. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like Animal House. We're just gonna. Yeah, Stephen First was in another. He was in Up the Creek. Right. That was another like Animal House because <laughs> it was a, it was the same thing that happened. I mean, it's everything with Hollywood. Like after Die Hard, it was like oh, Die Hard on a plane. Mm. So this the pitch was oh it's Animal House on a river right it's Animal House in college right I think Die Hard on <laughs> they're like no we did that <laughs> and Die Hard on a on in on the water or not in the water was on a raft was the River Wild oh yeah with yeah Kevin Bacon. that's a pretty good movie yeah. is it 
That's if you never need the Meryl Streep connection. Oh, yeah, right? Meryl Streep's in that, of yeah. all fucking people. The River Wild. <laughs> the River. Um, yeah, so that that's basically it. Was there anything? Let's, we'll wrap this up because you just uh, made a, a notion. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, you, you have to go do a show? Yeah, I got to do a show. So Where? Greenwich Comedy Club? Somewhere, yeah. I'm doing this Friday. I'm going to be on uh, Sirius XM, John Fugel saying, Yeah, it's show. a good show. Tell you're me everything. Uh, you Wait, you're on Friday? Yeah. Is that not, is that not on Friday? No, I, I think they might do movie stuff on Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe that's why they have me on. Maybe that might be why they're having you on the Friday. I think the last time I did it was on a Friday. It was because of my movie. Yeah, well, maybe your friend might say that... Uh, she, they're, they're friends with what's her. Uh, she might know that Carolina. You're, yeah, cause she's she, on it a lot, right? I think she does the Fridays. Is um is what's his face on it? Like as a regular now? What, I, Frank did, Conniff. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, Conniff. yeah, he's funny, really funny dude. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Um, from Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. The, did I tell you? Yeah, I did that. I did that with him once. Mystery Science Theater, like live. Oh at a wow. Movie. Yeah, that was kind of surreal. That is cool. That was awesome. He, like paid us a lot of money. I mean, no, but like, you know, like 150 bucks just to go to a movie <laughs> that's a good deal. with a microphone and just talk over the movie. <laughs> yeah, There's harder ways to make it. People are like, that was great. You know, usually if you just do that in a movie, people don't like it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then uh, I'm doing the Anthony Kumia show in two weeks. Do you, have you ever done that show? Kumia. Kumia, yeah. Yeah, no. You should do it. Yeah. I'll hook you up. I should be on the Tonight Show, too. Yeah, I'll hook you up with that too. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Well, thanks a we'll lot. We'll be back next week. We'll get into. We'll uh, do it again. More Barry Manilow. More. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs>